ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed, and today we're talking about conservatism in the modern world. You know, I would classify myself as more of an independent conservative. I don't, I mention politics on the show quite a bit, but it's rare that I go in on it. You know, a lot of times on this show we talk about relationships, considering that I wrote a book about it, we talk about self-development, we talk about finding and developing your own personal philosophy, and politics is a portion of that. I mean, you can't go too far considering how political our society is without being asked or tested or somehow having to make up your mind about some kind of political topic, whether it's you're influenced by your friends, by your family, social media, by celebrities, the list can go on and on. What it all comes down to is how do you identify yourself and this, that, and the other. Now, I'm a huge advocate of somebody not just going with the program, whether that program is the left or with the right. You shouldn't just do that if you want to do those things. You know, going left or going right is not inherently bad. You just need to think for yourself. I'm not a big believer in just going down party lines because let's be honest, it's too easy. Now, do I like, for example, I'll, I'll put my biases up front. You want me to, you, I won't let you speculate. Do I like Trump? Yeah, yeah, I like Trump. Do I like Biden? No, not particularly, no. Considering that his past is not very good and he's a career politician, I mean, the list can go on and on. I think it's very important for people to be upfront about where they align politically because too many people pretend to be neutral. They pretend like they're trying to be intellectuals right in the middle and they're centrists when in fact they're the farthest thing from it. But we're not just going to talk about politics in general today. I think it'd be more advantageous to talk about how to navigate the modern world if you come from a more conservative background. It could be libertarian, could be conservative, could be an independent, but we're going to really dive into this because a lot of people are afraid to talk about politics, especially if you don't go for the traditional programming that's put forward in the Associated Press or by most popular people on social media or whatnot. Because if you are on social media to any extent, you'll notice certain content is pushing the algorithm and certain other ones are pushed down at best or shadow banned as we call it it over here. But you know what? There's more to this story than meets the eye. And to bring that point home, I would like to talk about the relational side of this. Because relationships, in my opinion, are the most important decisions you'll make. Whether it's your professional relationships, personal relationships, romantic relationships, all these things are part and parcel of the biggest decision of your life, which is the people you associate with. So in the spirit of addressing this very important and poignant topic, we're going to look at a video about relationships. And, you know, relationships, uh, I don't agree with, uh, going back to politics for a second before we play this clip, I don't agree with Karl Marx on a lot of things. Karl Marx, in my opinion, was wrong about a lot of things. But, there were a couple things where I believe him to be right People on the money. And one of the things he was right on the money on was use was the only currency in a bourgeois capitalist society. The part he left out, though, was that use is the currency of every social order. Cons- but 
you know, people want to talk about how use only goes one way. Use is only from, oh, men use women and women are oppressed and whatnot. And then people want to then reverse it and also say that, you know, women only use men. Men and women use each other. People use each other. Co-workers use each other. Bosses and employees use each other. Use is the only currency. And I agree with Karl Marx on that. One of the very few things you'll ever hear me say, I agree with Karl Marx. But we're going to go in the spirit of addressing the more traditionalist side of conservatism we're going to address and look at this video and let me know if you think i'm fair foul let me know what you think in the comments below about any this or any other topic we raise on this show let's get going my first marriage looked a lot like this stitch but my second marriage which i'm still in been going on for 15 years we celebrate our 15th anniversary in april my husband might be more conservative than you'd like he's not really like he's not ben shapiro but he might be more conservative than you'd like he might be more traditional than most people would like but i'll tell you what he is damn chivalrous there is no freaking way my husband would allow that to happen in this household there is no way that i would be tripping over things trying to unload the car because i don't unload the car i am the wife when I broke my foot, this man lifted me, and I'm not a small woman, and carried me, took me to the doctors, held that ice pack on my foot for an hour. Find a chivalrous man. Oh, man. Where do I begin? Um, before I give my commentary on what we just heard, my question to you is, what are your thoughts? Because... I could do a whole show on why chivalry doesn't really exist anymore. And I'm trying to remember her name. She was a prominent figure of the anti-feminist and she was a woman. I forget her name. It's going to come to me later on, but I forget her name. But she wrote about how chivalry would die the minute that and supposedly men and women became equal. When in fact, men and women have always been equally contributing members to society they've just been in different different paths and had different destinies in life chivalry no longer exists because women like to compete with men and women like to act masculine in some ways and then they want to act feminine when it benefits them they like to cherry pick that's the problem why and i don't encourage men to just be chivalrous because because we're men That'd be the equivalent of me saying that a woman needs to submit to a man because she's a woman. I don't think that that's that cut and dry. Are there some men who are strong men who can lead? Yes. Yes, there are. Are there some men who couldn't even lead themselves and are complete disasters? Yes, there are. But let's go back to this video again. Let's replay what this woman has to say. I'm, I'm going to skip the clip with the mom skipping over the, the kid. We, we, we get it. You have really bad balance and your 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 balancing is terrible and you're making the man look bad okay let's let's get back to what you actually said my first marriage looked a lot like this stitch but my second marriage which i'm still in it's been going on for 15 years oh wait 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 you no oh no oh hell no you've been divorced and married again Gentlemen, never marry a woman who's... I wouldn't even say marry a woman, period, today. Much less a woman who has already been previously married. 
that's like picking up let me ask you guys something anybody when they were younger or even if they you know still today you ever gone to the old nintendo games on like a on like a 3ds or the normal 2ds you ever gone in picked up your friend's pokemon game you put the game in the back of the cartridge maybe you blow on it a little bit first i'm showing my age a little bit you put it in there you start and you open up the game and then it says continue game and then you just start to play from your friend's save file or better yet you go to gamestop you buy a used game you put it in your machine you're playing the game and it says uh rocky two like two gym badges and these pokemon are you gonna play from that guy's save file no of course you're not you're gonna hard reset you're gonna wipe that guy's save and you're gonna play your own game from start to finish right yeah of course you are so why in the hell would you not do that with your own actual life because make no mistake about it marrying or getting involved with a woman who is divorced uh is like picking up someone else's save file and playing from that guy's save file it's stupid it doesn't make any sense to me at all none i don't get it with this current marketplace out here why would you do this you can if you want but i understand why you'd want to do this it's in my opinion idiotic but let's keep going celebrate our 15th anniversary in april my husband might be more conservative than you'd like. He's not really, like, he's not Ben Shapiro, but he might be more conservative than you'd like. He might be more traditional than most people would like, but I'll tell you what, he is damn chivalrous. Okay, first of all, I guarantee you this woman is a feminist, or she's a quasi-feminist. Quasi-feminists are the worst ones. There are the outright feminists, and I know who they are, and I choose to interact with them accordingly. Then there are the quasi. The quasi-feminists are the worst ones, and let me tell you why. They're the worst ones because they'll come to you and pretend like they're traditional up until the moment where the feminism kind of, who is it who said this first? I'm trying to remember. I think I heard this from CGA first where he said, you have to exercise the feminist. Like it's in there and they'll put up like this. It's like a ghost face mask. You ever seen the old scream movies? Great movies, by the way. You ever seen those old movies where like they have a mask on and you're trying to guess, ooh, who is it? Who's the killer? Who's the, who's the guy? Who's the bad guy? Who's the bad guy? And you don't know who it is? But you, you know he's there, but you don't know who it is? It's the same thing with the, with the quasi-feminists. You know that the feminism has to be there somewhere. I mean, they went to school. They went to grade school. They went to middle school. They have a phone. They have social media. They have to have this. Their, their mother was around. Their grandmother was around. Older sister was around. You cannot tell me that now every woman in the western world doesn't have some level of feminism in there it's not bad it's the way it is i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm saying it is what it is but you got to find that because some people will lead with it and you'll know exactly who they are other people will pretend like oh no i'm not like them i'm not like those other women i'm different i'm traditional and then in small minutes that'll leak out. Like she'll have you pay for things and play in her role and your role. But then when it comes to her listening to you, actually doing what you say and, and following your leadership, all of a sudden that becomes optional. That's the quasi feminist. She wants you to play your role as a traditional man. But when it comes to her playing the traditional female, she's cool if it's you paying for stuff. She's cool with that. But then when it comes to her listening to you, being under your leadership and whatnot, all of a sudden all bets are off. Being monogamous and not being a 304 in the streets, all bets are off. See, that's that's the quasi-feminist. And to me, that's what this woman looks like. There is no freaking way my husband would allow that to happen in this household. 
there is no way that I would be tripping over things trying to unload the car because I don't unload the car. I am the wife. See, what did I just say about being a quasi-feminist? When I broke my foot, this man lifted me. I'm not a small woman. In other words, she's been blowing up like the Goodyear blimp and she's looking like Gloria from Madagascar. And carried me, took me to the doctors, held that ice pack on my foot for an hour. Find a chivalrous man. I can see it in her face. She looking like uh, Gloria from Madagascar. Hold on, hold on. Let me pull this up. Let me, let me, let me pull it up. Let me, let's look at it real quick. Lying, tell me I ain't lying. Look here, here. Am I lying? Am I tripping? I don't think so. Oh no. <laughs> oh man. Hey, no, no, no tea, no shade. We're we're all we're having fun here over here. We have fun over here. But you see, I'm not. Marriage is supposed to see. Marriage is one of the things that I disagree with a lot of conservatives on. You know, conservatives that I've known, especially guys like the Daily Wire people, uh, Stephen Crowder used to be in this position, but he got a divorce and he suddenly saw what I've, what I see and a lot of other guys in the space also see is that marriage can work, but most of it's filed by women. And then they're the ones who are running off like a bandit with the with the stripes and the loot over the back of them as they're walking out of the bank, except the bank is your house. Oh, and they have their kids there too. But then you have the traditional, the trad cons, the traditional conservatives, they push stuff like this. And this is one of the things I completely disagree with. And in the modern world, you need to navigate this accordingly because this is very dangerous. Let's look at it. People get married on average like 10 years later now than they did. It's destroying the country. That's right. And all of Western civilization. <laughs> it really is. I mean, people aren't having babies. He's exactly right. People aren't people aren't getting married at, at an age where they actually are able to grow up with one another because your wife shapes you and you shape her, and that, that makes you both better people. I mean, when, when I married my wife, I was tw I just turned 24, and, and she was 20. We've spent our lives growing up together, right? I mean, now I'm 38, and, and she's, you know, 35, and, and that's that's a long time to spend. I mean, half her life, you know, basically, we've spent together. And, and that means that you grow and you change and you have experiences, and then you bring kids into the world and that radically changes you even more than just the marriage to when jordan says that if you're 40 and single you're blowing it he is cutting directly against the grain of all current conventional right. wisdom which is the best thing that you can do is delay marriage and delay marriage until you make associate at the law firm working 2200 hours well now they year. say grow up and then get married and in the past they said get married and grow up see i have mixed opinions on this feel free to leave your comments on what you think but i have conflicting opinions on this number one i see what he's saying and in the old days if we had a climate that supported this there are still some subsections of society that support this in an ideal world what he's saying is true the problem is there are men who go into marriage today thinking that it's the 1950s before the the radical feminism way that started in the 1960s but it's not. We don't live in that age anymore. This isn't post-World War II anymore. Plus, 
You used to be competing against the guys in your village, in your town, in your city. Now you're competing with the guys in your college, um, in the entire world. Millionaire, you're competing against professional athletes, millionaires, billionaires, uh, influencers, so movie stars, you name it. You're competing, rappers, you're competing with them for the same women. So good luck with that. But also, the part that gets me a little bit irked is they talk about marriage as if it's 100% on the man for the marriage when this is false. Now, is it the man who traditionally proposes to the woman? Yes, absolutely, 100%. However, what they don't bring up is that the women don't want to get married when they're young. They don't. Most of them don't. There are very few exceptions, but most of them don't. And what we're also not talking about is the culture pushes women to not get married. They're old enough to, to fornicate they're old enough to, to uh, self-delete their babies, but they're not old enough to get married. How does that figure? Well, I mean, you can believe that if you're a communist, you know, scumbag who, like Karl Marx, I, I said I agree with him on one thing earlier, but let me show you where I starkly disagree with him. He said that the man was the bourgeoisie and that the woman and the children were the proletariat. In other words, that the man was oppressive towards the woman by default. And that's what he believed. And that's why we see what we see in the modern day society is that idea was taken and ran with and paid for by Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and whatnot. So they could tax the other half of the population. And now look what we have today. Well, this is getting weird. I just makes you uncomfortable. I'm sorry. It's just an objective reality. I don't know what else to tell you. But... See, marriage is supposed to be like a pillar of the conservative market, the conservative community. But the problem is marriage does not benefit men today. There is no incentive for a man to get married today. Now, you can add the religious shame and the cultural stigma if you want. But if you take that away, name me one thing that a man gains from marriage. You can leave it in the comments if you want. What's one thing that men get from marriage today? You might say companionship, you might say children, you might say uh, she cook, my wife cooks and cleans and my wife does this, that, and the other. You can get all of those things without having to get into a contract with Uncle Sam and your wife. Back in the day, it was a covenant before God, now it's a contract with the government. Because it's the government that owns the women, in case you didn't know that. Back in the day, you signed a dowry between the father and the, between the families. Now you sign a contract with Uncle Sam and the government instead. Do you think that's a coincidence? I don't think so. But again, that's that's one of the reason why I wrote Biblical Bachelor, not because I wanted to get rich, but because I saw, I know men in my own life who are who are skeptical about marriage. Who some of them got married, some of them want to get married, some of them are skeptical about marriage. Marriage is one of the most important things you'll ever do in your life, especially if you have children with that person. And that's why it's something that shouldn't be entered into lightly, and it shouldn't just be the default setting, because when it's the, the default setting, you tend to set yourself up to be exploited. It was Esther Vilar in her book, The Manipulated Man, who she's a woman. She said that every woman is a businesswoman, and her business is extortion. Now, that was a woman who wrote that, not me. 
but it was she wrong? I'll let, I'll let you decide that one. In the meantime, we're going to move on. And apparently, uh, this is unbeknownst to me, and this came onto my radar recently, apparently there's this trend, mainly amongst women, apparently she's saying that conservative men have a hard time getting sex. So this should be interesting. Let's see what she has to say. Conservative men are literally like... My politics are like stopping me from getting laid because when women find out that I just don't think they should have like rights and I just perceive them as like walking baby machines or- OH MY GOD! Then they don't like me anymore and they don't want to have sex with me so like can we just talk about something else? What? No. We're gonna talk about this and you're gonna have to explain yourself. Oh boy. Um <laughs> I, could, I could barely keep a straight face. This is this is something. Um has anybody heard about this? I have not heard about this until now. First of all, let's get the anecdotal evidence out of the way. I, I can personally tell you, and I don't care if you believe me or not. Um, I have no problem getting sex if I want it. I have no issue with that. So as a guy who's an independent conservative, um, let me tell you, um, I don't identify with the struggle that this woman has outlined. Second of all, I find it ironic when women want to say that like, oh, body count shouldn't matter. Uh, stop using us as objects. We're not there for your validation. And then the, what's the first thing a woman does to insult a man? She insults his masculinity, his Johnson size, um, his inability to get women. You, you see how this kind of doesn't really work and how this seems oxymoronal a little bit? Don't you see that? You see how it looks a little um, backwards and like they're trying to have it both ways and cherry pick? Mm -hmm. Why do you think I mentioned that earlier? Let's go back through this again. I know it might be painful for you to listen to. I'm right there with you. But we're going to break this down because this is news to me. Let's see. Let's, let's go back and let's dissect this, shall we? Conservative men are literally like. First of all, why does she need to have the go back, go go back? Why do we need to have the camera angled down with your cleavage out? And then you want to complain that we are only care about one thing when that's the only. You're not leading with your brain, ma'am. You're not leading with your brain. You're leading with your boobs, and you want to pretend like. Oh my god, how dare you see that? Oh my god! How dare you be observant and have eyeballs? Oh my god! And then and you wonder why the certain stereotypes exist, man. I, whatever, let's keep going. Literally, like... My politics are, like, stopping me from getting laid because when women find out that I just don't think they should have, like, rights and I just perceive them as, like, walking baby machines or... There, nobody actually says this, by the way. I have never seen, met, read nothing about anybody actually believing that. I'm ne not once, not a day in my life. I haven't even heard. I haven't even heard someone who's very orthodox Muslim say that to me. Not once. Sunni, Shiite, not not single person have I ever heard actually say that. The only actually the only person that I've actually read. Now that I'm thinking about it in detail. Is I think it was was it Napoleon Bonaparte who said that? 
It might have been Napoleon Bonaparte who wrote that. He wrote something kind of along the lines of that women were basically what she's describing. So I don't know if she just read Napoleon Bonaparte recently and picked up a history book, because I don't hear anybody on social media saying that. In fact, if anything, a lot of conservative men are more likely to cape for you than hold you accountable. But let's keep going. They're sex objects, then they don't like... Women treat themselves as those objects, by the way. In case you wanted to actually hear what's going on, women know that that's where their power lies. So they use that to manipulate men. I'm not saying that that's bad inherently, I'm saying it is what it is. And if you want to debate me on that, go right ahead. See if you can try to refute that. Go ahead. Me anymore, and they don't want to have sex with me. So like, can we just talk about something else? No, we're gonna talk about this and you're gonna have to explain yourself. What's with the batting on the, see, you see how patronizing she is to, I don't even know who, like, here she's talking to one guy. There's one guy who fits that mold. We don't know who he is, only she knows who he is, but I guarantee you there's only one guy she's talking to that was like that. I have never heard that. I've only read that through Napoleon Bonaparte. I think he was the only guy who said that. And he didn't even use those exact words. But women know that they their power lies with their ability to manipulate men using you know, the, the, the thing that swings between our legs. So they use that against us. Let's not pretend like they know. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that they do. So, my friends, this is provoking a reaction, not just amongst the older people like you might expect, but with Gen Z, my generation. Let's look at this. Gen Z apparently is becoming more conservative, according to a United States study survey. It says it concluded that twice as many Gen Z high school seniors identified as very conservative compared to Gen X in the late 1980s. In other words, they're saying that fewer Gen Z teens are indulging in debaucherous behavior and subsequently are you losing their virginity later and later, which is very interesting, actually. Very interesting. First of all, when it comes to Gen Z, when we see the fact that when we watch guys like the Tate brothers or we watch certain, we, we see strong men, right? Because a lot of times we grew up, our teachers were women and they taught us to basically be betas. They taught us to be what they wish they were attracted to, but not what they're actually attracted to. They wanted to curtail us and control us but then when we encounter actual masculinity, what people might classify as toxic, I don't believe that. But when they encounter that, then they see, oh, wait a minute. So you're telling me that I can actually have testosterone and not be a bad person? That I can actually want things out of life and not be a greedy bum? How I can actually use common sense and not be called a racist or a, or a mean person or anything else? And the answer is yes. Yes, you can. The problem is, Again, this is kind of a reaction to the cultural shift that we've been seeing, because for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Isaac Newton wrote that. When, I think it's the one that, I think it's the, the third law of thermodynamics. I could be wrong on the number, but I'm pretty sure that it was one of the, it's one of the laws of nature. 
that for every action, there is equal and opposite reaction. So when you see the political shift, there's gonna be backlash. There's gonna be people who swing in the opposite direction, and this is just an unavoidable fact. But my friends, conservatism in the modern world is not easy to navigate. There's a lot of ups and downs, a lot of difficult decisions that must be made for yourself, for your friends, your family, and the people you interact with, both personally and professionally. But my question to you is, what is stopping you from developing your own personal philosophy instead of just going along with the program? Instead of just believing what everybody tells you, even if you think they have your best interests in heart, it was Napoleon Hill who wrote about being a drifter versus a non-drifter. The drifter lets other people think for him, but the non-drifter never just lets people think for them. They can bounce ideas off of him, he makes up his own mind. He uses the gray matter between his ears and he doesn't just go along with the program. So my question to you is this, are you gonna go with the program or are you gonna be bold enough to blaze a trail and try to create for yourself this new and amazing life that could be yours? And the only thing you have to do is believe and go for it with everything that you have. My friends, take care of yourself. Question everything you heard from me, you heard from anybody else. Make sure that you think for yourself, because that is how you survive in this concrete jungle. I'm out of here. Take care. Peace.